PR Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. Remember, this is a regular weekly podcast. Like, share, subscribe. It's available on all those popular podcast aggregation networks out there, like your iTunes and your Spotify. More importantly, of course, we also create a video file of this interview, and that is available on all the pro cannabis media social media outlets. I'm so happy to be joined in studio Today, we call it a Zoom studio with David Downs. He's a writer for Leafly and Leafly is the number one place to go or place I go for my cannabis news. Editor Bruce Barcott has been on this show a few times and so happy to have David Downs alongside this time. Although I will tell you, we have taken social distancing to a whole new level. We're talking 3000 miles away. He's in San Francisco. I'm outside of Boston. David, uh, thanks for joining us on a really quick turnaround because I read your article this morning and I was so compelled. I said, you know what? This is something I think is newsworthy. And let's bring, let's see if we can get David on the phone. You know, you're way too young to remember the days when we used to have radio phone interviews. And we oh, used no to- way. I love a good two that? way. Come on. Actualities. The phones are best. Actual- wire. Right to actualities. <laughs> yeah. If you want to actually argue at the Supreme Court, you better bring a phone like a landline. You know, right. if you're going to do that, those remote arguments. Anyway, yeah. There you go. Well, thank you. And, and I'll tell you, let's start right in. The headline got me. And I tell you, we're learning all about headline analyzation and grabbing, uh, attention grabbing headlines. Leafly investigation lacks THC vape rules still allow toxins into your lungs. I read it and I'm like, uh-oh. Tell me, first of all, you guys did a great job during the vape crisis about a year and a half, two years ago, a year and a half ago. Now we have a completely different element. I found what you discovered fascinating. Walk us through how you guys came about doing this investigation and some of the conclusions you found. Yeah, uh, right off the bat, we want to tell consumers that we still know that legal markets for cannabis are safer than illicit markets. That's exactly why. Um, voters continue to approve legalization. It comes with quality control and quality assurance for the first time. And ultimately, that's what this story is. You know, we found coming out of the vaping associated pulmonary injury series of late 2019 and in 2020 that uh, the legal markets performed as advertised. There were 10 times less vaping injuries per capita in a place like California than in a place like Illinois that hadn't gone legal yet or Wisconsin. Um, but these legal markets are not bulletproof. They have to continue to evolve and get better. And so this story was about how marijuana reformers lead on quality control is now sort of threatened. And um, simply put, voters have legalized cannabis, but they're potentially getting stuff in there that they not really approve of in their weed vapor supply. And so um, the industry is evolving faster than regulators, and it's time for consumers and press to sort of watchdog this. And one thing we did was we talked to um, the experts in the industry, all who are sort of saying this needs regulation. And yet when we look at the state laws around some of these vapor products, um, the rules as written don't reflect the requests of the, even the industry to be regulated. 
that's uh, jarring to me because where, how often do you see industry raise their hand and go, yo, we want rules written. You know, um, we at Leafly, after doing so much vapey research, um, they call it evadely at the CDC, we could pick up the phone, we could call the chairman for um, the Committee on Vapor Products at ISO, the International Standards Organization. We could talk to the guy who did the American Herbal Pharmacopoeia's imprint on quality assurance for cannabis and who's now the editor of the journal of endocannabinoid medicine. We talked to the National Cannabis Industry Association, Americans for Safe Access, the biggest patient lobby group, Canacraft, the biggest vape maker in California, and the, a former chief science officer of a big vape flavoring company. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but these experts are saying like, I don't trust vape pens right now. And the thing that's, that's missing I, is- I, I, I'm gonna interrupt, cause that's gonna freak a lot of people out. The first time I saw a vape pen at a medical dispensary in Massachusetts was I'm going 2015, 2016. As soon as I saw it, I said, ooh, this would be a good investment. Cause this is very, very cool because it doesn't elicit as much um, smoke. It doesn't smell as much. And it was easy to conceal, put it in your pocket, whatever, carry it around. Um, and, you know, I'm never afraid of admitting that I am a medical card user. The one thing that stuck out, and you've set it up beautifully, by the way, who knew there was a journal of endocannabinoid science magazine, right? Anyway, the fact that Europe tests emissions, it actually tests the vapor coming out of the human being who's has already been in its lungs and now it's going out and Europe tests for this and the United States does not. That was alarming to me. Yeah, um, what we found is that in these legalization states, everyone's got like one hand on the ele elephant. And I felt like we at Leafly were uniquely uh, uh, suited to take a step back and draw the outline of the actual elephant and you know, look at what would sort of need to be done. And one of the things that jumped out right at the top was Colorado is going to start testing the emissions that come out of a vapor pen uh, in uh, not this year, but January 1st, 2022. They're gonna be looking for heavy metals. Experts say they're going to find toxins around concentrations of certainly high terpenes. But um, you talk to the experts and they go, yeah, uh, emissions testing is table stakes for getting a nicotine vapor product on the market in Europe or Canada. You can't even ship them which fits into a broader picture of like tougher regulations in places like Canada or Europe. Um, in America, that has sort of been missing. And so you talk to the, again, the industry as well as the independent experts and they go, I wanna see an emissions test for that particular device and that particular mixture. And to back up for people, we're talking about those battery operated bottom um, vaporizers with the screw top cartridge that fits on top. They call them a pod system, a 510 thread system. It allows you to fill whatever viscous mixture into the top and it screws on. And then when you draw your breath, it actuates the battery and it triggers a red hot part of the battery that combusts, burns, uh, solders, kind of, um, and vaporizes that mixture up. Um, and so that, type of product, the vape pen, the vape cart, is what they're really concerned about the emissions from. This is opposed to um, volcano vaporizers or PAX-3s, which are 
dry herb flower vaporizers. We know that the FDA has approved dry herb flower vaporizers for use in medical studies. Um, I believe there's volcano vaporizers like in hospitals in, in Israel. Um, the vaporization itself, especially flower vaporization, can be safer than smoking, can contain way less carcinogens and other byproducts. Um, and vape pens can be safe, but you have to make them right and fill them with the right stuff. And um, the experts are saying, I'm gonna need to see a certificate of analysis with the emissions test results and the uh, tests for additives and um, other stuff before I want to accept a random pen off the street in 2021. Yeah, and, and that's great, some great stuff there. A couple of things that, that I found intriguing in your article, and of course, if people want to check out this article, leafly.com has it, uh, easy to find, or more importantly, subscribe to their newsletter like I do uh, and stay as informed as you possibly can. You mentioned heavy metals. When the vape crisis was happening, I remember a lot of the investigation had to do with the actual cartridges themselves. There were cheap cartridges made in other countries, sent to the United States and then put in. And now I'm starting to see uh, medical dispensaries here in Massachusetts have stainless steel cartridges because they don't want to have that metal seepage issue. Plus they even put in their, um, a little, not a disclaimer, but an explanation of exactly what is in the concentrate that you're taking out for your medicine as you leave that dispensary. And first of all, I think that is a good thing. I always want to know what I'm putting in my body. I protect my body. It's my body, by the way. Um, I found it fascinating that terpenes, that you can actually have too many terpenes in the concentrate, even though it comes from the actual flower, it's a, they, um, a lot of the scientists were saying you need a, just a percentage of terpenes in that concentrate. Isn't, am I right? Yeah, and the two are related. Um, when California rolled out category three heavy metals testing for the adult use cannabis market, it was revolutionary. It caused um, the shelves to go nearly bare when it kicked in. And um, one of the weird wrinkles was it, and it was like, we didn't see heavy metals coming out of flour. We saw them coming out of carts. And the labs would scoop the goop out of the carts and test the carts or crush them all up. And there would be lead and cadmium and arsenic past levels that were deemed allowable for California uh, carts. And it exposed this broader issue with uh, the lead in the foundries in China at the factory that makes all this stuff. And they were, those Chinese foundries were hitting a European standard for allowable heavy metals. California standards were even cleaner. It's kicked off this revolution in trying to get the heavy metals out of vape carts. And now we're learning that terpenes, which are the aromatic molecules in cannabis that are responsible for its great smell, um, too much, there's such thing as potentially too much of a good thing. Uh, Americans for Safe Access scientist uh, Heather Desperis will tell you that in nature, terpenes are one to 2% of the flower. But in a vape pen, they can be 15% of a mixture or more. And not only can they be caustic on their own, like at such high concentrations, and, um, you know, kind of delaminate the like liner of your, you know, esophageal tissue and give you irritation. Um, they, they act as a solvent and work on those metals. So if it's sitting on a shelf for six months, you might have a terpene, at, especially at high concentration, experts are saying, dissolving some of these metals and leaching into the vapor path 
And the EPA says there's no like safe limit of lead. And a lot of the other ones are equally onerous. Um, some of the people in the street would say, I hit a blunt or I hit this or that. What's the comparison? The science is to be determined and it's up to consumers to make uh, healthy, safe, informed choices at this point. It's not being federally regulated um, the way you would assume it is because of like a like compared to like a car or a plane or any other medical device. It just shows you, even though we've come so far, uh, we still have such a long way to go as far as regulations. We both know that this is a highly regulated industry and there's still so much more room to go when it comes to this. Are you confident, and no disrespect to the NCIA, I'm a big fan of Morgan Fox, we're a member. I like Michael Correa, who's the de um, governmental relations guy. He's the head lobbyist for the NCIA. Are you confident that the education and the research that still needs to be done will be allowed to be done in this current uh, environment in Washington, D.C. I mean, they're talking about cannabis reform. They're talking about decrim. It was part of the Democratic platform. But here we are, you know, maybe 40 days in. Um, we're starting to hear that there's going to be some kind of legislation reform being introduced sooner than later. Uh, are you confident, though, that they will make the changes for the industry that that makes sense for the industry. The trajectory up into this point does not seem to indicate that the federal government is on a path to competently and cogently regulate what I call electronic drug delivery systems. And the active ingredient, whether it's nicotine, THC, CBD, whatever, is largely irrelevant when you just think about the, the broader system. Um, E-cigarettes got introduced in the 90s it's 2021, and only now is the FDA saying, hey, turn in your application for having these vapor products on the market. Right. Um, and the FDA, we found in our report, said that we, the FDA says, we don't think we can regulate CBD vapes if they have less than 0.3% THC in them. Put all the beard cream you want in it and sell it on the internet. You know, like, maybe we could apply some, like, broader toxics law, but that trajectory, um, does not like indicate they're going to make a hard left turn and call like a confab and bring together the modern inhalation scientists to sketch out a sort of path forward. But I don't want powerlessness to be the theme here. Um, consumers were telling them to shop in licensed stores, buy licensed products, um, look at the labels, um, wonder and ask about things that are labeled natural ingredients or any artificial ingredients. Um, pull the certificate of analysis in California. You're entitled to it at a store and the stores don't even know they have to give it to you. Um, companies can release their own emissions tests and their own additive tests. At the dawn of medical marijuana quality assurance, um, brands differentiated by publishing test results when they weren't mandated. That can continue. We're in this second era of contamination. We need a second era of voluntary compliance and third-party certification for that compliance so that we can shop these things. Consumers want to vote with their dollars for pure, safe products. They just need the information to do so. And so for the libertarians out there, there's a market solution here. Um, companies can get together and you know, do um, round-robin random tests to, to back up what they're saying. And they're saying, we would never use vitamin acetate. I want to believe you. 
We know there's good vape brands out there. You know there's good vape brands out there. But the, even the experts would tell you that consumers can't tell the difference anymore. And the evidence that percolating in drip by drip from these stakes with one hand on the elephant is enough to take a step back. Let's put a federal baseline under this. Let's put a state baseline under this. You know, um, let's apply the precautionary principle. Voters legalize marijuana. Marijuana should be in the product. Non-marijuana things, take it to the voters. Like it's a real, if you wanna get really simple with it, you know, um, like when it comes to your lungs, I think the voters ran around the FDA and brought legalized and took the crimes away from marijuana or cannabis. They didn't do that for vitamin E acetate on the lungs or great food flavoring on the lungs. So let's not do that until we know it's safer. Right. Would you would you like to see obvious? I, I think this is obvious a question, an obvious question about the research. You know, it seems like even though those in the business and you've been how long have you been covering uh, the cannabis beat, uh, David? I formally started in 2009. So I'm I'm in I'm dead. I'm in, that, like in a coffin. I'm so old and dead. Yeah. <laughs> what does that make me? A mummy? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you gonna call me grandpa? Which you could, by the way. I mean, look. Never, I, Jimmy. What's that? Never, Jimmy. I appreciate that. Look, 39 out of 63 years. Okay. So, I mean, I've got a lifetime with this plant and I am going to be leaving my body to science because I'd love for them to dissect it. And I'll give them a list of ingredients that went into this body over my lifetime. I got no problem sharing that. Okay. At least the ones I know about. Right. But with a, the fact that you still have, this is a plant medicine. And to me, I need to see more and more research done on it. You know, the fact that I just learned that emissions testing is available in Europe or in Canada and not in the United States. I mean, I was shocked to hear that. You would think of all the states, of all the countries, it would be here in the United States and it's not. And I, you know, I, I applaud Colorado for bringing that in in 2022. As someone who has an audience, I'm certainly going to be advocating for this. I'm going to be talking to uh, chief science officers of the various testing labs around uh, the Massachusetts area. You know, we've only been in the the uh, medical community since uh, 2013, and the adult use rec started in 2018. And you know, yeah. I didn't even I didn't even start my podcast until March of 2018, and that's when I started to talk to the scholars, to the researchers, to the scientists, to the growers, to the owners, to the investors, to the bankers. Started to get my education about this product, and I just I I, I just wonder if we are still doing a good job about getting the word out. Now, you as, an, as a journalist and, and Leafly and Bruce have done a, a marvelous job. I, I rave about your stuff because I find it to be the most compelling, the most thorough. And you guys kind of led the way for the vape, uh, the vape ban, if you will, from a couple of yes, years sir. ago. How fulfilling is that to you as a journalist to know that your work actually saves lives? Um. So yeah, I mean, Massachusetts was kind of ahead of the curve and was really aggressive around vapor products, and, but it, they kind of sort of flailed. And mm -hmm. this just speaks to a lack of sophistication among regulators because these products happen so fast. States don't have their own cannabis analysis labs mm -hmm. and they can't bring themselves to go to the 
like cannabis labs that they've licensed to be like, what is this? They're like, you know, um, and uh, and and so they're, they're going to have to work on that. And um, on on our side, I don't want to be writing about this, and I feel terrible to have to convey this message. Um, and I have been horrified since the first day I got uh, like a Instagram post about. Um, a, you know, medical examiner in a rural California county getting this cluster of um, lung injuries that was traced back to like an illegal sort of um, sesh, like a sort of market. And I've been uh, compelled since day one to try to um, protect the public or help the public and do my part. And um, we've been lucky enough to have had some measure of success in that to the point where you know leafly cited in the new england journal of medicine and in the cdc's like mmwrs um and that is you know i've published everywhere and as a multiple book author but if we've saved one kid lungs and one family from cracking up over this um then that's the least we could do and we want to continue that mission at Leafly. You know, we power people's cannabis discovery experiences and we want them to have those experiences for decades and decades. And we have the longitudinal data on smoked cannabis and the thousands of years of history to give us some guardrails. Um, and um, we know that's uh, safe and it's our responsibility to proceed with caution as we sort of apply industrial science, the last years of last 80 years of chemistry and, and, and agronomy and um, electronics to this ancient plant. You know, it behooves us to be humble and um, thoughtful and responsible and transparent with these product developments. Yeah, very well put, very well put. This was the second part, correct? It got released uh, today and you have another part coming, right? That was part three? Okay. We just dropped part three. So we go through the top and what you can do and uh, we did that a little earlier, but then we go through the middle and the bottom and look at some of the things we're worried about, these um, emissions testing, you know, and the flavors and the additives and uh, some of the terpene concentrations. Um, and then we conclude by looking at each of the legalization states and seeing where they are. There's a, uh, you can see our work, you can open up the spreadsheet, you can follow the links to the regulations. Um, we expect to add more uh, medical marijuana coverage to the spreadsheet. And um, we expect researchers to build off this the way they have with our past investigations. Um, we're not, we're at the starting point of a, one of these conversations and, and the experts really get to like take over from here and we sort of chart a path for them. And I think we'll see a lot of um, significant improvements this year. If consumers are gonna continue to hold brands to the fire and um, brands are gonna sep separate the wheat from the shaft and regulators are gonna have to get their butts in gear. There you go. Um, what would you like to see the industry do? Um, you know, I think we have brands who are doing emissions testing and don't use additives and they can voluntarily publish those COAs and keep, um, you know, and, and show not tell when it comes to their purity commitments. And that will drive a lot of the discussion forward. There you go. So we can find David Downs work on a regular basis at leafly.com, correct? That's right. I'm a senior editor 
writer and uh, content manager over there um, on a great on a great team. And please say hello to Bruce uh, for me and for us here at Pro Cannabis Media. You know, my goal is to unite the two coasts. Let's keep connections going from coast to coast. And and then, uh, you know, things will flutter down into the Midwest. You know, they're the nicest people in the States anyway. So they're just going to go along for the ride. And uh, we know that they are wonderful people. And the Illinois market is especially um, important to me as well. So David Downs from Leafly, I so appreciate you taking the time. Short notice, quick turnaround. Uh, We'll keep it going on this end for David Downs and everybody here at Pro Cannabis Media. I'm Jimmy Young. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to In the Weeds. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of Pro Cannabis Media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Pro Cannabis Media programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Pro Cannabis Media, on Instagram at Pro Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at Pro Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro Cannabis Media, and on twitch.tv backslash pro cannabis media so like share and subscribe to all of our content newsletters and shows live or on demand we are pro cannabis media